For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Praise the Lord. Embrace the love. Praise the Lord. I want to thank you for tuning in today. And if you'd like to go to our website, check out crossboundministry.com. And if you'll send us an email, we'll sign us up for sign you up for our newsletter. And for a small gift, we'll also send you a free book. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 is where we're going to be today. We're going to start in verse 1. And Lord willing, we'll get down to verse 10. So John chapter 10 and verse 1. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. The Bible says the same is a thief and a robber. This verse is closely, very closely linked to the end of chapter 9, where Jesus was speaking to these religious leaders, these Pharisees, these ones who thought that they were the leaders, the shepherds of Israel. But Jesus is calling him on the carpet here, and he says, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, is a thief and a robber, and a robber, amen? You know, a thief and a robber are two different things. Did you know that? I didn't realize that for a long time, but they are. A thief and a robber are two diff- totally different things. A thief will steal something when nobody's looking, when nobody's around. But a robber, hey, a robber is going to rob you, even if you're right there by gunpoint, by force, by, by a gun, by a knife, whatever they can, they're going to take it by force but a thief won't a thief will be coming in the middle of the night when nobody's around in the dark and try to take it that way when nobody's looking so they're two different characters a thief and a robber now they're both out to do the same thing but in a different way the bible says and so it was to them to those pharisees who jesus was referring to here in this verse he was literally called them calling them thieves and robbers Amen. And then listen to me. There's a lot of so-called religious people today that are thieves and they are robbers. Amen. They've got their hand out and they, they act like they want to give, but they really want to take. And that's what they want to do. The Pharisees did. They wanted to fleece the flock. They wanted to get what they could get. They wanted all the prestige, all the honor, all the money, all the glory that they could get for themselves. But Jesus didn't come for that. Jesus came to give. He said, I want to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Amen. 
And that's, that's one thing that, that God is going to do. God's a giver. God wants to give you life. He wants to give you eternal life. He wants to give you abundant life. He wants to give you a good life. But Satan, the devil, and the demons, they are takers. They will take, take, take. They are destroyers. They will destroy. The thief cometh to kill, to steal, and destroy. Amen. And so they have two totally separate missions, two totally separate things that they want to do. God wants to give you life. The devil wants to take it. And so here Jesus is speaking to these religious leaders. He is. And many came to the Jewish people professing to be their spiritual rulers and guides and and leaders, but they were these self-appointed messiahs of the nation. They didn't come by the way of what the Old Testament prophesied that the Messiah would come. Many times in the Old Testament, it prophesied that the Messiah, that the Savior was coming. Every About every story in the Old Testament is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ coming. And here Jesus is saying, if they climb up some other way, if they don't come the way that the Old Testament says that they're going to come, that the prophecies and the prophets said that they were going to come, they're a thief and they're a robber and they're trying to climb up some other way. And so these, these thieves and robbers, they are very slick. They're slick. They're wise as a serpent. And they'll make you feel good while they are robbing you blind and leading you down the wrong path. Amen. They are not the true shepherd. Jesus is. Jesus is the true shepherd. And these Pharisees, they were thieves and robbers. This is Jesus talking now. And Jesus, people think that he was a, 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 a willy wimp weak, but he was not. He was one of the hardest preachers, if not the hardest preacher in the Bible. Remember, he's speaking to these Pharisees and they just had a dispute over Jesus healing the blind man on the Sabbath. And now Jesus is calling them out saying they're thieves and they're robbers. Amen. Isn't it great how Jesus rebuked those that thought they were so pure and so religious and so high mighty that he rebuked them. But the ones that knew they were sinners, the ones that knew they were messed up, the ones that knew they were nobody, he had his arms open wide to them and showed them all the grace in the world, no matter how much they had messed up. Amen to that. No matter how much you have messed up, Jesus has got his arms open waiting for you. He has all the grace in the world for you. If you'll but realize that you need him, realize you're a sinner in need of a savior. And so here they they persecuted Jesus. They were persecuting that man that Jesus had healed, the blind man. And I want you to notice that that blind man, he knew, he knew the voice of the Savior, and it was Jesus. He knew not to follow the voice of the Pharisees. Amen. He knew who the real shepherd was. And verse number two, John chapter 10 and verse number two. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. 
Hey, this verse, Jesus is referring to himself. Jesus is what? He is the door. He is the door. He is also the way, the truth, and the life. And so Jesus is referring to himself in this verse. He came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, Jesus did. He is the true shepherd of the sheep. Amen. That's why a lot of preachers will call themselves the under shepherd. If you've ever heard that term and you wondered, what does that mean? They're meaning because Jesus is the chief shepherd. He is the shepherd. A pastor or preacher will be the under shepherd. He's following Christ and you can follow him. Amen. And that they say, I'm the under shepherd. That's what they mean. They are under, they are under the one true shepherd who is Jesus Christ. And so Jesus here, he's talking about himself. He entered by the door, that is. He came and he had fulfilled all the Old Testament prophecies of the coming Messiah. Jesus fulfilled all of those prophecies. Jesus came to fulfill the law because we cannot. He was not a self-appointed Savior, but came in perfect obedience to the will of his father, and he met all the conditions of his father and of the Old Testament. Amen. The next verse, John chapter 10 and verse number three, to him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Hey, there is a considerable disagreement as to who the doorkeeper is in this verse. I personally believe the doorkeeper is the Holy Spirit, where it draws you. The Holy Spirit's the one that draws you to Jesus. He woos you and he draws you. Amen. But even with a little bit of dispute, we know who the only real shepherd is, who the Savior is, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. The expression, and leads them out, it, that may refer to the fact the Lord Jesus led those who heard his voice out to the sheepfold of Israel. There they were shut up and they were enclosed. There was no liberty under the law, but there is liberty in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, the Bible says. And the Lord leads his sheep into freedom and grace. Amen. Thank the Lord for that, for his freedom, the freedom that he offers you to become his child and that grace that he offers you. Thank the Lord for that. You remember what that verse says? Let me read the first part again. To him that porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice. Hey, do you know it's an amazing thing, but if you're a mother out there, you know that if there was a room with a hundred kids screaming, don't you know that you could pick your child out? Which one is yours? That one, that one right there. That one belongs to me. A mother's intuition is an amazing, amazing thing. And listen to me. The sheep can hear the voice of their Savior. They know who he is and they know what he sounds like. And they know what his words are. They know just like a child will know his mother's voice and come to it. Amen. Uh, the Bible says, and the sheep hear his 
voice. Can I ask you today, do you hear Jesus' voice? No, I don't mean with your ears, but I mean with your heart. Does Jesus speak to you? Does he walk with you and talk with you and tell you that you are his own? Do you get in his word? Because that's how God speaks to us today is through the Bible, through the complete work of God in a book that you can read and you can get to know him. Amen. And he can speak to you. The Bible says it is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Do you wonder where you're at? Are you lost in life? You don't know where to go or what to do? Hey, pick up that Bible. The Bible says it's a lamp unto my feet. That means you can look down and it will show you where you are at. It'll show you where you're at. And it's a light unto my path. It'll show you where and the way that you need to go. The Bible will show you where you're at and it will show you where you need to go. Amen. Pick up God's holy word and get to know him. The next verse, John chapter 10, verse 4. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Hey, when the true shepherd brings out his own sheep, he does not drive them out like, like he's driving cattle. No, he leads them with love. Amen. He leads them. Don't you know that it, what the Bible says there? He goeth before them. Just like a father would if he was taking his kids out in the woods. Hey, he's going to walk in front of them. Why? In case there's a snake in the path. That, that snake can bite me, but it's not going to bite my kids. Amen. I'm going to protect them. And just like that, Jesus says he goes before his sheep. That is why he is making a way. He is protecting you and he is showing you which way you need to go. Amen. But will you follow him? That is the question. And so he does not ask them to go anywhere, anywhere that he will not first go himself just like a good parent or even a good boss a good boss will not never ask you to do something that he is not willing to do himself amen and don't you know the people respect him for that Jesus will never ask you to do something that he hasn't already done himself. Isn't that comforting? He'll never even ask you to die on the cross. He went way further than me and you ever will. Yet he paved the way and he is leading in love. The Bible says that he goes before us. Amen. He is ever out in front of the sheep as the Savior, the guide, the example, the one to follow. Those who are true sheep of Christ, they follow him. Amen. They do not become sheep by following his example. No, but by being born again, you follow his example because you are born again, because you do have the Holy Spirit living within you, telling you what is right. And so then when you're saved, you have that desire to go wherever he leads. Then you start to realize these things aren't that important. This job title, that bank account, this house, all these things that matter to the world, you start to realize they're not that important. But following my Savior, following the Lord Jesus Christ, hey, that means 
everything because that is what is going to last throughout all eternity is the work that I did for the Lord Jesus Christ. This nice house is going to get old and fall apart. That money is going to diminish or get spent. Isn't it funny? Money has a way of sprouting wings and flying away. It sure does. It won't be around long. John chapter 10 and verse 5, next verse. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. The same instinct that enables a sheep to recognize the voice of the true shepherd also, also prompts it to flee from a stranger. You see, when you listen intently to the true Savior, when you study God's word, when you memorize it and you hide it in your heart that you might not sin against God, when you listen a good sound doctrine, when you apply it to your life, when you live it out, hey, when a false one comes along, when a false shepherd comes along, you'll know it, you'll see it, you'll spot it, he'll stick out like a sore thumb, and you'll know something's not right. That person is motives is wrong. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has shown you. You don't have to study all the false ones out there. No, just study the real thing. And then when you see the wrong thing, you will know it. You know, the counterfeiters, the, the best counterfeiters, spotters in the world that can spot counterfeit money, the government trains them and they don't let them handle false or fake dollar bills. All they do is study the real thing day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And then if you put a counterfeit bill in front of them, they can spot it right away. Why? Because they have been studying the real thing. Hey, when you study God's word, when you get in his word and you will know it when somebody throws something fake and phony in front of you. Why? Because you say, hey, that does not line up with what the word of God says. But it is up to you. It is up to you to study God's word. Will your pastor? Absolutely. And he'll preach it with all his heart. But listen, you have got to learn to feed yourself because that message that he's preached, that's food that he's already ate. He's already taken in the word of God. He's already digested it. He's already wrote it down. And now he's preaching a sermon, giving it out to you. It's a digested message. Listen, you have got to learn to feed yourself, to read it, to heed it, to apply it, to memorize it. Why? So that you can live it out. So when some phony fake comes along, you can spot it and say, whoa, that's not right. That's a false shepherd that's a stranger and i don't know their voice and i am not going to follow it just like the end of that verse says for they know not the voice of a stranger amen why because they have listened to the shepherd so much that you're not going to fool them you're not going to pull the wool over their eyes why because they know what the savior's voice sounds like amen next verse verse number six john chapter 10 and verse six this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were, which he spake unto them. Jesus used this illustration on the Pharisees, but they didn't understand. The reason being they were not his sheep. They did not belong to him. 
That's why they didn't understand that shepherd. Why? Because he really wasn't their shepherd because they had not accepted him as their shepherd and they could not understand. Do you know that's a good indication? This Bible is a spiritual book and you will not understand it apart from being saved, apart from the Holy Spirit living within you, telling you what the Bible says, explaining it to you, showing you the truth. Why did they did not could not receive his voice? Because they did not belong to him they had not accepted him as their savior amen if they had been they would have heard his voice and they would have followed him but other than that they were just doing what was right in their own eyes as many today many people are doing today they are doing what's right in their own eyes even many religions they're doing what's right in their own eyes eyes and it may even sound good to man it may even make sense sometimes but it goes against the word of god and listen to me you do not live out your life by your feelings you live out your life by the word of god you see you don't compare the word of god to your feelings no sir no ma'am you compare your feelings to the word of god and if your feelings go against the word of god you need to change your feelings to conform to the word of God, because this is the one thing that will not change. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall endure forever. Hey, your feelings will change from day to day, but the word of God won't. It is true, it is just, it is righteous, it is holy, and it will last for all eternity, amen? Verse number seven, John chapter 10 and verse seven. Then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. That verily, verily is like saying truly, truly. This is true. This is double true. I am the door of the sheep. Jesus used a new illustration here. He was no longer speaking about the door of the sheepfold as in verse two. Now he's presenting himself as the door of the sheep. Jesus was asking, hey, leave everything else and come through this door. I am the door. I am the door of salvation. Amen. Verse 8. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Others had come before Christ claiming authority, a position and power. Just have some have come since Christ, but they are thieves and they are robbers, the Bible says. But the elect sheep of Israel did not hear those ones that came, Jesus was talking about. They knew they were claiming, they were trying to rightfully claim what not did not belong to them. No, it belonged to the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number nine, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and now and find pasture. Hey, this verse is so simple. Any Sunday school could teach it and understand it, but yet it's so complex and so deep that not even the greatest theologian could ever exhaust this verse. Amen. Christ is the door. Christianity is not a creed or a church. Christianity is a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he's saying, if any, anybody anybody comes through this door, you shall receive salvation. You can't get salvation from baptism. You can't get salvation from the Lord's Supper. You can't get salvation from having your name on the church roll at the church as a member. No, sir. No, ma'am. The Bible says that ye must be born again. 
Amen. The last verse, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. The purpose of the thief is to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes for purely selfish motives in order to gain his own desires, his own wants, his own ways, and he'll even kill the sheep to get them. He'll fleece the flock. He'll do whatever he's got to do. But the Lord Jesus did not come for any selfish reason. No, he came to give. He came to be the giver of life. He came to give you eternal life. Will you accept him? Will you receive him today as your personal savior? Will you accept what he wants to give you? And that is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.